Back streets back. All right. I did end of the road last night. <laughs> I saw the story. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Live, but not really, from New York. It's episode 340. Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> it's three. Uh, it's episode 345 of the weekly from Pocket Now and XDA developers recorded on Valentine's Day, the 14th of February 2019. Happy Valentine's Day, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> from New York to San Francisco to Barcelona, we're covering phones we want to love like you wouldn't believe because they're the tech that makes us go. All right, what's going on, everybody? It's Joshua Vergara, and I'm flying more than usual these days, but I don't fly quite as much as our guests. Um, but <laughs> Jules wrote here that I fly United, but I had to get Delta for the <laughs> for the Barcelona trip. There you go. But I flew JetBlue to get here. I fly Delta. I've got status. Oh, well, there you go. I've got status and Delta, and I still hate them. Either way. I... <laughs> what do you hate them? What I do... Oh, wait, who? Huh? Delta. The gold. Oh. Yeah, he he he, is, he has status on United. Oh, he has and no Delta. reason. Oh, and Delta. Delta. Gold on yeah. Delta. Oh, whoa! Damn, dude. I'm one K in United, gold on Delta. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, speaking of the man who is obsessed with ramen, Jaime Rivera, how's it going, brother? I don't look like the guy that should be obsessed with ramen, but hello. <laughs> <laughs> we're starting. We're starting the Valentine's Day episode perfectly. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, and of course, we have our guest for this week, David Amell. Of course, you know I'm from Android Authority. How has been? How has been your week? <laughs> it's kind of late. When is this podcast going live? <laughs> so um, I can tell you has my week been. tomorrow. <laughs> it's been good, <laughs> <laughs> but we now, can't. But we can't confirm nor deny. <laughs> now, based upon stuff he's been, he just said, I do have a quick caveat or a disclaimer before we get into the show proper for this week. I want to note that the Galaxy S10 Unpacked event is coming up next week, and we're going to have a full show dedicated to our first-hand impressions. In our Airbnb? More than likely, yeah. Cool. Oh, that means that you'd be on the show again, too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so, do it. So as not to spoil any conversations, you can head over to pocketnow.com slash podcast, jump into the episode's rundown, and find links to the rumor roundup for all of the specs that you expect. Uh, that you can expect, rather. You can also read into our first look of what we'll be covering at MWC uh, 2019 as well. We'll be updating that post right up until we fly out to Barcelona, which is in like just a little – actually, it's a week, literally a week from yep. now. Uh, all of that and more available right now at pocketnow.com slash podcast. And now that we have that out of the way, let's get into this week's stories. Now, just like with last week, we are kind of moving into a uh, – more let's say more, a little bit more focused uh, format for the podcast so we have a number of stories here we're just going to be talking at length about all of these things it's not like a huge amount like 20 or anything like that we decided to just sort of focus them down a little bit our first segment for this episode has to do with apple there's a lot of news coming out of apple all right my question to start off i know your answer but i don't remember, I don't remember <laughs> did, I, did i did any of you guys ever use the airpods um, I borrowed them from a friend to use while I was editing a video once, but mm. that's the only experience I've had with them. Okay. And then I know you, good. you I know you wanted to. <laughs> I try them out. So uh, I keep forgetting this guy's name. Uh, I'll remember soon, but uh, somebody left them in my Airbnb once. Oh. And I had, to fl- I had to bring them, and I'm like, would you mind if I give them a try? I did. I hated them. And that's the end of the story. Okay. Matt Swider. Oh, it was Swider. Matt Swider, yeah. I ha- I, I'm kind of shameful in admitting that I use them way more than I thought. 
Like as far as just the product itself, it's well thought out. I actually think that they're decent sounding, and I pref- I, I very much strongly say decent. Um, but they're super convenient, and they even work on Android phones. And I was like, all right, there you go. Mm. <laughs> I'm I'm down. I'll use them. Yeah, but they are hotly anticipated to have. Uh, I mean, they're the update to the AirPods are really hotly anticipated. Uh, not only that, but also some sort of wireless charging. Uh, some sort of wireless charging solution Air for power. them. Air power, as it's supposed to be called. But apparently, um, you're not going to be seeing any of this hardware at what is supposed to be a March 25th event. Um, Which is a software event, right? That's what they're kind of thinking, and we do have a couple of uh, stories regarding that. Yeah. So the what do you think that March 25, or what would you, what do you wish would be announced at the March 25th event anyway? Um... You know, I have to admit that I don't keep up on Apple stuff that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do, but, like, I all I saw was, like, a story stream on Twitter about how there's a March 25th event and how it's probably software. And then, so well, like, how did they How did they even – I didn't catch wind of how they even announced. I didn't either. So I, don't, I don't get it. They haven't sent out invites yet. There's nothing. It's That's what they're assuming. But, yeah. but I don't get it. It's just their March event has always been their education event. To a certain degree. Yeah, unless you're oh. the cheap iPads. Yeah, so what we get are cheap iPads, usually anything that's oriented towards education. But then the speculation is that there won't be any iPads here. Because the rumors were that we were going to get the new iPad mini. The re- uh, the renewed iPad, which would get less bezels, pretty much the iPad 10.5 being used. For education purposes. Yeah, mm. that. that. Those were the rumors. And that and the new AirPods. Now the rumors is we're not getting I, any of that. I yeah. highly doubt they would do AirPods at that kind of event. But the thing is, like they they've been rumored to be released at every event that's happened in the past like yeah. six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like if there was any time to do it, now is already too late. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so many people enjoyed the AirPods. They became the subject of a meme recently. Oh, they're hella memes. Really? AirPods. Oh yeah. There's I don't like, follow them. I just oh, saw... the memes are pretty good. It's like people will start Facebook events called like AirPod owner, AirPod owners. Meetup. Uh-huh. What? Yeah, it's like it's, <laughs> I feel left out. As a meme, though, and so then everyone shows up wearing AirPods, and it looks ridiculous. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so funny. Everybody walks in wearing Q-tips. How funny! Yeah, the day they got released, I remember I was in San Francisco, and I was walking around the city, and I was just like. Oh my god, <laughs> we're robots now. <laughs> Everyone's only, wearing these things. The only one that I saw was um, is if somebody was wearing AirPods, you just immediately assume that they can't hear anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, like crazy stuff would be happening behind them, like you know, emergency situations, and they'd be completely oblivious. Mm-hmm. That was the only meme that I kind of <laughs> saw, which may not be too far from the truth, but they're not very good at noise, like like ambient noise cancellation. Mm, they're not really meant for that. They're exactly. not really good yeah. at anything. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Can I can I say that reliable unless, connection though? Can, can I say that unless that you're an Apple user, unless yeah. you're into I that agree. ecosystem? If the you have an character. iPhone, they're really cool because you literally just open them and if you've never paid, so pairing. Here's the thing: like I T two chip in it. That's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that that's the W one chip. Oh, oh W one chip. <laughs> Yeah, no, the Terminator 2 chip. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, okay, so I have to hand it to Apple. There are certain things, like, for example, right now I just published daily. And it's literally like I just got the file from Diego. I downloaded it on my iPad. I edited everything on Photoshop, the, the mobile version, whatever. I then airdropped it to my Mac in seconds and published that. 
at that level of convenience. And so grabbing a pair of AirPods, if you own any Apple product, like for example, because if you put security on your Apple Watch, um, the simple fact that you open your computer because you have a passcode on your watch, if it detects that your watch is close, it'll unlock the computer without your fingerprint. Uh, yeah, that, that so counts those, as cool. Those levels of conveniences are very hard to describe, mm. but it's what makes people like Apple products. Like, for example, walking into – like, if I order anything on an Apple store and I walk close to it, if I'm getting close to that Apple store where I ordered something, immediately my display will pop up with the order information oh just to goodness. walk in and pick my stuff up, dude. It's like walking into a Vegas casino and then you get text messages with yeah, advertisements. Well, no, literally, <laughs> I, um, I ordered a MacBook a couple months a month ago. And I returned it. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted. I wanted to make sure you said that. Various reasons. <laughs> uh, but the order process was crazy. Like, so I ordered it, right? And then I got a call from someone that night that was like, "Hey, we're just, just from the Apple Store, just making sure you ordered this, and we want to make sure like it gets to you, and it'll be there within a few days. Thanks." And I was like, oh, "Okay." Usually, people don't call me when I order things. And then I started getting text messages every day. It was like, your order will be there in one day. Your order will be there in 16 hours. And it was just like, I got constant text messages. I don't get like any of that. Really? I don't get any of that. Maybe it's a new thing. You opted into something, probably. Yeah, maybe. But it was weird. I've never bought anything and then had an updated live feed spam. of tracking. I'll, I mean, call, it, yeah. I'll call it spam. I guess so, yeah. but Well, the thing is, we have a lot of talk about spending money, especially in places that maybe we're not supposed to. <laughs> because uh, not only is Apple trying to like make up a lot of their revenue uh, in various device-centric ways, but as you said, March 25 seems like it's going to be a software event, and this is one of the pieces of news out of there. Apple apparently wants to make it so that new subscriptions, and this is something. Oh, I want. that's what it was. Yeah, so new subscriptions yeah, where I have you have a lot of thoughts about. This. Okay, yeah, because I know a lot of the stuff in the show is going to be somewhat controversial. There's a lot to say about just the sort of I the love these shows. the nature of these things. <laughs> so new subscriptions for things like um, you got any examples off the top of your head? New York Times. Yeah, New York Times Wired. Wired, yeah. yeah. So maybe let's say ten dollars a month. Um, Apple is going to. Make an aggregate of all of that for the news application on their iPhones and iPads and all that. Um, but if you're going to subscribe to any one of these publications through the app, Apple wants half of that revenue. Yeah, they want to literally they take five percent. Yeah. yeah, so they get fifty percent of the publisher's revenue. No, yeah. that's stupid. How unreal is that? That's well, thirty percent is unreal. I mean, no, I know. No, Google and that's for apps. Berated. That's for general Google, apps, right? Google got berated for having thirty percent on the App Store. And Apple wants fifty percent, and everyone was saying like Tim Cook's going to come out originally and say fifty, and then by the time that event actually happens, he'll be like, "No, what are you talking? It's not fifty. Twenty five. <laughs> so either way, though, that's insane. That's like you're, basically you're, you're literally it's that, like extortion. Like well, you do Google, you want exposure? It's, then? it's like Google News suddenly taking fifty percent of all. Like Google News has existed forever. Yeah. yeah. It's like them just being like, yeah, we're gonna take. Yeah, 50%. but the, the problem with, are already the hurting. problem with Google News is you can't pay to get in. Yeah. That's the difference. So this, this Apple News thing is a subscription. It's a subscription, and anybody, anybody, like if we wanted to be on Apple News, we could if we paid. Uh, but yeah, it's what fifty. I hadn't read into that part fifty percent. So like, okay, so like, I think maybe they could take like ten. But like, so you think that the thirty for general apps is already ridiculous? It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm well, not refuting. I'm I mean, not refuting not, that. Not, I'm not just... necessarily ridiculous because like Google, Google, Apple, they're hosting 
everything. Yeah. Like the, all the like developers have to make it, but they're hosting everything. They're doing the in-between. So 30 is kind of reasonable, actually. It's not that bad. Like okay. maybe it could be a little bit lower. But, but 50%, especially for publishers yeah. who are already um, freaking So you say hurting. 10 so would, uh, for, for Apple a gets service, a Apple gets a 10. buck for every subscription to a yeah. news website. Yeah. Okay. For a subscription for for a news service. A I news service. Say, yeah. I would say ten. Do 10%. you do I do any of you guys ever get past? Do you ever pay to get past those paywalls on uh, major news websites like that? So I pay for Wired, but it's a crazy cheap. It's like um, it's ten dollars a year, and you get the magazine. Hmm. What? Yeah, so you get the magazine every month, and you get unlimited, unlimited. That's, that's cool. And there's no ads on their website if you pay that. $10. I'm down. See, because, I can totally do that because they they redid their business model like um, last year. And uh, Nick Thompson, who's their uh, editor in chief, he was like, "We're making less than ten dollars per person off ads every year anyway. So if we just have them pay up front." And they get unlimited access with no ads and the magazine, which is super cheap to print. Mm-hmm. That's like really good value for the customer, and it's a better experience. Yeah. So, and they still give you four articles a month for free, which is not that many, but. But if you're if you're a junkie for that particular publication, then yeah, yeah, and ten bucks a year, yeah. That by the way, I just list- love the magazine. That's why I got it. There you go. Yeah, uh, listeners and viewers, that ten dollars a month thing we were using as an example earlier—that's just in a hypothetical example. Like yeah. it, it's not actually ten dollars a month for New York Times or anything like that. Wait, Wait a second. Is. Wait, no, the, the Wall Street Journal is twelve a month. Yeah. The, well, what? Like, yeah, dude, the New York Times. I think it's like. It's more. I don't remember. No, no, no it's remember. less. It's less than it? ten, oh, it's, it's but like it is a month. It's like six dollars a yeah, month. It's but it is a month. It's Wall Street Journal is twelve. It's something crazy like that. Yeah. I was like, no, that's too cheap for the quality of their product. For, you know, for, for NYT, what they do, yeah, for sure. Like particularly the New York Times, man. Like I, I have a lot of respect for their work. You yeah. know, I think it's just whether or not people will actually pay for it because of the nature of the internet. Well, as as a crass way of looking at this move, do you think that this is just their way of trying to make up for like lost revenue in their uh, kind of. I mean, it's 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 kind it's kind of nickel and diming, right? Like it's crazy. Yes. Okay, do you mean Apple? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so look at it this way: if you're if you wanna if you wanna have your product in Target, Target doesn't buy your product. It's like uh, in Spanish you call it consignación. Uh, they they will rent you the space where your product is going to be. Yeah, commission. and they make a commission over what you sell. And depending on how much you pay is the placement that you'll have. This business model has existed forever. Um, Xiaomi. This is the way Xiaomi is the monster they they are because they control it. Mm-hmm. They control the app store. Yes. This is the way these Chinese companies are so popular or so or so, or so powerful. Let's face it. I mean, in the case of Apple, they kind of in, they didn't invent the concept online, but iTunes is pretty much like one of the biggest examples of success. Yeah. And so I don't mind them getting a cut because building the infrastructure to be able to make something like this right. is significant. And in Apple's case, their biggest benefit, like I'm okay with it when it comes to apps because they own the platform. Yeah. Plus they mm. own the operating system. Plus, they own everything. Plus, they created the ecosystem. They created the, the ecosystem. They created, language that a lot they of people created everything. So, in their case, it's fine. But is it correct for you to write an article, and then for your ed, for the guy that's going to edit yeah. your your article, you wrote it, right. you spent time on it. Right. Yeah. But then the guy that looked at your article and made sure that the formatting was right and helped get the thumbnail on it, and then published it, is it correct for his name to be on the byline? 
No, because his job is only to serve the purpose of publishing it. But yeah. it's your work. Right, right. So why should – I'm not saying that he shouldn't get credit for your work. Right. I'm saying that it's still your article. Yeah, yeah. So should he get 50% of the credit? No. No. <laughs> Because yeah. it's your article. The curator should not be able to take half yeah. of that revenue from yeah, yeah. the actual intellectual property. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's it's like Apple's doing very little work in this case. Also, the fact that the Apple News platform has existed for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like Google News has also existed for a long time. And they're just reusing their platform to try to get an additional revenue stream. And like publishers are already hurting. And I'm pretty sure they know that. Thing about it is, publishers. Okay, publishers haven't really figured out something better. That's the problem. Yeah, that is the biggest problem. It's been how many years? I mean, think about it. Steve Jobs was still alive, and I. For me, it's like when he came on board and he showed iBooks and uh, newsstand. Yes, he showed off newsstand for the iPad when when the iPad two launched, mm-hmm. and he was like, "We really want to protect the New York Times, and we really want to protect the Wall Street Journal because we don't want to become a nation of bloggers." That's what he said. We want to, we don't want to turn into a nation of bloggers, and I get it. Like you know, I'm not a journalist; they are. So for for me, it's it's I get the point, but why get fifty percent of the cut? Yeah. That's- ridiculous well different visions for different times (laughs) clearly i'll tell you this much here's the thing publishers are not obligated to use apple and i wish that publishers would be like you know what apple no i get it like i but i'm not obligated to have my product and what if i mean why is it now these publications because you and i are outraged right now the question is if they're outraged Mm -hmm. because if i would be outraged for my content to be i'll give you an example um, our MCN once reached out. They've reached out a couple of times, but then they're like, we've got this sponsorship opportunity, and we're going to have... No, we've got this like platform, and it's going to be really cool. And the revenue split is 50-50, no questions asked. And I'm like, I just don't respond to the email. Yeah. And then three weeks later, they'll write me, and they'll be like, we it's offer 70-20. this. So we offer this, and, and what's up? And I'm like, I, I write them. I just respond. You said no questions asked. Hmm. Send. Yikes. I, I, I'm not – I'm sorry. It's my work. Right. Yeah, yeah, And you're just getting half of it for – Are what? you serious? Yeah. I'm like, no. So I wish the publications would do that. Yeah. It would be like, no. I'm, we're sorry, Apple. It's great what you did for the music business, but what you did for the music business has not worked in the publication business. Yeah. Well, let's talk about entertainment then because not only are subscriptions on news publications being uh, put into question, but think of it this way. Netflix – Stars, Showtime, no, no, uh, uh, video content, Um, HBO Now, perhaps. Imagine going into one application on an Apple device where you pay one flat fee and you have access to all of them. What would the flat fee be? Is the question. That is a good question. Yes, but that's apparent. Thirty, like twenty a month or something. I don't know because like some of these are already. How much is HBO Now? HBO Now is already ten bucks. Well, yeah, yeah, but they would have to make a deal yeah definitely it's, it's it's volume versus price at that point but the problem is it's 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 uh it's a very different thing it's like how are how are how is that revenue going to be split is the question yeah well that's right. the thing apple uh, apparently if march 25th is going to be when they announce this kind of stuff apple is actually trying to do this they are trying to get video subscription services to opt into a single subscription model where you basically have one login one tap pay and 
you, you get all access to all of these ones. I don't like Depen- that oh, idea, cable though. TV, you mean. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so depending on... Cable yeah. cutters. <laughs> yeah. Depending on who the partners actually are, yeah. you don't know what content well, you're going so to this get. Is, this is the problem. But this is the thing. They're, Apple's asking for 30% from the video subscription services. 30%. 30 The same that they get from apps. I just don't see how this would work, right? Because like people like Netflix, like Netflix raised their their price by a dollar last year yeah. because they had to, right? Like HBO, like most people on HBO watched like Game of Thrones and that's kind of it and they still pay $10 a month. And Bill Moore. Eh. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so like if Apple takes 30%, like I don't think that HBO or Netflix is going to be like, oh yeah, the the extra volume we're going to get is going to make up for that thirty percent cut. I can't see, I can't see a lot of those people doing that, especially like Netflix because they pay a crap load of money not only for Netflix originals, they pay they pay so much money for those originals, but they also have to license all of the movies that they have on their platform at any time from the distributors. Like they pay a lot for that. I don't. Here's the thing. I think that if Apple continues down their path, mm-hmm. Amazon is gonna like yeah. devour them. Yeah. Because I pay one flat fee. Yeah. It's called Amazon Prime. Yep. It's a hundred. Uh, well, now it's like a hundred and twenty bucks here. I haven't yeah. paid in like three years because I complain about shipments ever so yeah, often. Yeah, and then so they commonly, give you an extra month. They then. give me an extra <laughs> year of Prime. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But that's a really good example, Prime Video. If you think about it, Prime is what Apple is trying to be. Because Prime has has Showtime, they have HBO, they have Stars, right? Mm -hmm. So they actually have all – they actually are – Like I don't mind paying $120 a year. Yeah, a year. A year. Yeah. And so you get Prime Music. Mm -hmm. You get Kindle Books. You get Kindle library. Yeah, you get the Kindle Prime library, video, which is but you decent. you also get Kindle firsts. Oh, yeah, you yeah. get Prime Video. You get two day shipping on. Everything. You get two day shipping on everything, and it's three bucks or Prime eight bucks pricing. at much at most to get stuff day, the next day. Unless you're in San Francisco, and that's two hours for free. Exactly, <laughs> dude. You walk into Whole Foods. Yeah, and it's cheaper. And, and it's cheaper. How is Apple going to compete with that? Yeah, is the question. I mean, yeah. you walk into an Apple store and your phone shows your order, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it doesn't help in any way because they're still expensive AF. You buy a latte at the Apple store. Like, oh. like, like if Apple came up with a service called Apple Prime, for example, oh. and, you know, it would be unlimited Apple okay. music. Apple but, Ripe. <laughs> this is the biggest problem, okay? This is the biggest problem that Apple has that I think that they can't see past. Yes, they have a walled, walled garden. But they have a product ecosystem that stretches like four devices. Yeah. Like this is the biggest problem they have. They have a watch, mm. they have the phone, they have the iPad, and they have the Mac. But then then that's part of the topic. The topic is also within this. What if Apple would decide to actually start selling all this stuff? What do you mean? Selling iMessage to oh, Android geez. users. Oh no. No. So you buy the phone and then you have to subscribe to get in it. Like that's No, no, no. it's like, like, if, you, like if you're an iPhone, if you're an iPhone, you get it. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, but God. if but if you but if you have an Android phone, you can pay Didn't to get some, iMessage. Someone, that's part of the rumor. Someone t- Yeah, yeah. Sand. I saw Would a tweet you pay about for that. it for those blue bubbles? No. no. Okay, so you deal with my green bubble. I have been told <laughs> by multiple people that like my blue bubbles make them like me less. I don't care. <laughs> I, I never even 
because I've never owned an iPhone. But okay, so first I of all, I don't I, understand the mentality. I yeah, I haven't used iMessage enough to actually be upset with all of that stuff. Yeah, and I, I don't use get, Google Voice, so I can't use iMessage. But I don't understand. <laughs> the, I don't understand these people who see a color and get no. pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And on that note, we're going to get by the color of my bubble. <laughs> All right. By the content of my text message. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Before we get too far into that, there are, there are a couple of device things that are coming up. Uh, actually, one main thing. So apparently Apple, uh, even though there are rumors that the next uh, iPhones are going to have USB-C as its port, um, the I hope – They're not going to do it, by the way. Yes. And that's the other thing. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But in – in the rumor of the 2019 iPhones adopting USB-C, there was the hope that the charging brick would also get updated to provide fast charging. Nope. It's a no, 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 no. Um, 2020. Well, here's the, I want your quick reactions to this thought. Uh. It's because Apple wants to cut the cost of providing peripherals and well, accessories. HTC, cut HTC the cost? Try, tried it. You remember the time when HTC decided that they weren't going to include the wall plug, the, the brick? They will just give oh, you yeah, the cable? Oh, yeah, they just give you the cable. Nintendo did that, too. Yeah, with the with the 3ds, um, they didn't include a charger. That's true because they assumed that everyone had a DS before, so they didn't. No, that they, they didn't assume. That was just a smart. Well, movement. you could buy it for twenty dollars. So <laughs> and, yeah, and great and great PR jargon. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I I have a question for you guys. What's up? Mm. So here's the thing. I remember we had this podcast. Um, I don't even know where we were, but we did po- we did one of these podcasts in a hotel room a few months ago. London, maybe, maybe a year ago. London, London yeah, it that was, was in, in October. My, that was in my hotel room. It was in October. I think we talked about. Man, that was a five person cast too. Yeah, that was a big Fisher one too. Yeah. yeah, I think we talked about whether or not Apple would, would drop. This is before they launched the iPad Pro with USB C. Yeah, I was very surprised that they moved to USB C personally because. Same. They make so much freaking money Out of off of licensing from Lightning yeah. that I never, ever thought they would move any of their products off of Lightning. Same. I thought that they would add Lightning ports to their Macs mm. and still have USB-C on their Macs, but also have like one or two Lightning jacks. That, that's what I was thinking, too. Like There should be a Lightning port on oh, top of yeah. the standard. Well, because sh- Lightning is be. just like reversed USB-C, right? It's the yeah. same throughput, but a different shape. Yeah, and s- that they own, and so they make so- like every time a, a, a case manufacturer makes a case that utilizes that jack, they gotta pay Apple. Yeah, how they make so much money from that? Like, I'm surprised that they even moved Be- off the iPad because they don't want they don't want money off of products. They want money off of your subscription. No, they want they want they want profits out of everything. Oh well, no, I agree. If you I can agree. like get free money from a case manufacturer, like why wouldn't you? Right. Well, I feel like they get that anyway. It's just a matter of like a, like one one category of product is just not but, part of that. The they still is, make money on everything. From else. their point of view, like what is what is the point? What is the benefit to them of moving to USB C? Well, here's the thing. That is a good question. I yeah. Like in the case of the Mac, they what is the point of the Mac? They moved away from MagSafe. Um, you know, Thunderbolt, which was pretty much only an Apple thing. They moved away out of all of this for you know Thunderbolt three and USB C. To a certain degree, it, it's brought a lot more power to the Mac. Mm. I feel that it's something we haven't seen. I feel that the rumors were that we were going to get an iPad OS with the launch, launch of this iPad Pro. My thoughts are mm. that the product was ready. 
the operating system wasn't ready. They couldn't just go back and fix it. Mm. So let's just dump iOS on this thing again, mm. while the while the software while the while the software is ready. Mm. I, I think that Apple couldn't get something enlightening that USB C. But but I, I feel but I feel that you, we won't be able to see it until that operating exactly. system is out. There's yeah. that, or maybe because they own Lightning, um, which is through a USB C jack. Mm-hmm. Maybe they eventually want to move over their products over because they know everyone's adopting Lightning. Like a lot of laptop manufacturers are putting like, uh, or Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. Sorry, Thunderbolt, not yeah. Lightning. Yeah, yeah. A lot of laptop manufacturers are putting Thunderbolt in their laptops now, and Thunderbolt is owned by Apple. No, it's an Intel thing. Thunderbolt's Thunderbolt Intel. Is? Thunderbolt yeah. is, yeah. Thunderbolt is Intel. Apple owned it. it's Fi- it's no, that's Intel. Freaking lightning and Thunderbolt sounds yeah, so yeah. similar. Exactly. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we need a new one, like Rockslide. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Thunderbolt, that's the reason why always connected PCs don't have Thunderbolt. Okay. Water gun. it's an Intel thing. It should be right. called Water Gun. <laughs> it's just gonna, Come gonna on, be Mr. all Intel engineer. You should know this. I know, I know. <laughs> all right, last one before we go to our break. Um, okay, just uh, this is about iPhone users, but I'm sh- I, a part of uh, my my gut feeling is that everybody is guilty of this right now. Mm. Over the last two years of smartphones just getting better and better and better, has your app have your app purchases increased? No, they've become zero. Really? Yeah. Mine have become zero. What I spend a lot on. Are services. Oh, I thought you, I thought you were going to say in-app purchases. Spotify, <laughs> like game. Spotify and YouTube TV are like. I get Spotify for two dollars a month. How? Family plan, baby. Uh, well, I'm the family plan owner. <laughs> oh, okay. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got to pay the so whole I pay bit. fifteen. Well, apparently, thirty-six uh, percent more in 2018 is the amount that people were spending on apps. For I, on, on iPhone users, iPhone users, yes. Oh, so that could be in-app purchases and stuff. Maybe, but let, let, let's let's look at the breakdown. Um, more than half of it was spent on games. <laughs> so I was I was about to say like there has been this like resurgence of mobile gaming, mobile gaming because of things. Well, probably one of the biggest hits that app, one of the biggest hits for Apple was having Fortnite on mm. the iPhone before any other mobile platform. I read a story two days ago that Fortnite mobile on iPhone makes a million dollars a day. There. For yeah. App purchases. There. Yeah. So everyone else probably saw that and was like, we need a chunk of that. Well, so that's the reason why there's even more thought that that event will be all about services and software. Um, but anyway, real quick, uh, more than half was spent on games. $8 went to entertainment. $5 went to music, like an increase over the number of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, $4.40 to social networking, which I think should be higher, personally. And, yeah, social uh, networking. Social networking apps? What kind of money could be made off social networking apps? Oh, you mean like buying things on Instagram? Maybe. Oh. Um, or ad, or, or like ad boost. No, that's not Match. really part of com, it. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's the thing. The, a, a vast majority of it is either entertainment or lifestyle. So, no. And note that none of this said news. I mean, if <laughs> you, like, like maybe Netflix could count because they've made their price go up by a dollar. Yeah, but but you can't make in-app purchases on Netflix. You have to. Oh, in it, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, mm, yeah. They'll pull, which I think is the smartest thing. It's like you can build your app. You can provide your services. Just pull, yank people out of the app, take them to the browser, have them pay from the on the browser, and that's it, man. It feels like, disconnected. It feels like I, you're not paying that company. I it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like again, in the case of Netflix, 
where their profits are like so cutthroat. Yeah. You know, think about it. Yeah. I, I just I feel that thirty percent is like, come on, it's now. a it's a lot, and and it's it's thirty percent, and they're not allowed to charge differently over what they charge in their own store. Yeah. So it's like if it's nine ninety nine or eleven ninety nine in their store, the Apple. I'm not sure about this, but I kind of get the feeling that Apple forces them to to keep that same number on their store, but then they have to get thirty percent in the cut. Probably. So I think I think here's the difference on that on the App Store App Store. If Apple did not provide an app store, these developers would have literally nowhere to host their apps. They'd have to host them on XDA or some or something, right? Yeah, people would have to sideload them. Yeah, right? no, yeah. no, no. I think the I'm again. That's why I'm saying in the case of the app store, I'm totally for. Yeah, or or, or the, more to your point earlier, Amazon had an app store. <laughs> they still do. Yeah. Um. It was, yeah, a Kindle. Yeah. Well, but, no, they still have an Amazon app store. You have to sideload apps on exactly onto yeah. your phone from. But, but that is I'm, still the alternative. Amazon saying, comes back again. I'm yeah. just saying I'm okay with them charging 30% for the App Store App Store because without a platform, you can't sell your product. Yeah, Netflix right. has an incredibly established platform. They don't need Apple. Mm-hmm. And so it, Apple saying, give us 30% and we'll include you in this thing. They have no incentive to do that because like most of their market's saturated anyway and everyone already has – the Netflix app from the Apple App Store, mm. you know? All right. Well, I want to make sure that we spend quite a bit of time on our next few topics, but first we're going to head to our break. Thank you so much for listening to the Pocket Now Weekly. We certainly wouldn't be making this show if it weren't for you, but we'd certainly appreciate knowing a little bit more about you so that we can match you with better advertisers to talk to you. That way we can continue making the show better. Again, for you. You can take a 10-minute survey by heading to podsurvey.com slash pocketnow. We won't link your answers to your email address, and we won't spam your inbox. Plus, anyone who takes the survey has a chance to get a $100 Amazon gift card. That's podsurvey.com slash pocketnow. We really appreciate your support. So... First off, saying this very innocently, and then we'll get into the actual meat of the story. How would you feel if the next uh, Pixel phone was modular? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. How would you feel about the modular phone coming at all at this point? We're getting foldables. We're getting punch holes. Would mod- is modular even still a thing? I don't care anymore at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would not mind a modular f- product if it were like that rumor from LG where there's the phone and you can attach another screen to it to extend its functionality whenever you want to mm, sort like of a like mod no not like that <laughs> but you there know, was I, no moto mod screen yeah no and in the case of the moto mods i think that the design was not practical like but that's just the way i see it it did back them into a corner because it was just that that's the way it has to be designed. Everything has to adhere yeah. to that it design. It have the same back. Yeah, side exactly. To make it compatible. Well, a patent had come to light that Google filed, um, despite killing Project Aura back in 2016. That a modular phone that basically was Project Aura. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, the diagram is probably being shown right now, as Jules is probably putting it up there. Uh, just basically a screen, uh, a bezel-less screen phone that can be put into certain um, certain let's say cases and certain bits of it can be attached to it and whatnot. And article and article was coming out saying that this patent shows that the next pixel could be a modular. Phone. How does this patent show that? No, that was about to can say. I, and, and, say. And now here we are. literally patent things constantly yes. just so that if any point in the future at any given time, before anybody else, five, patents 10 it. years. Yeah. They just, it's 50 years that they get to own it. 
for copyright law. Yeah. So There's original no chance. I can tell that Jules um, picked this story for us, uh, not just because of the interesting topic of the modular phone and the patent, but also, but also, <laughs> but also because um, he's he also gave me an article citing um, a very a very um, in depth and just very opinionated article by Steven. Of, no. Well, yeah, that one was referenced as well. So we'll oh. give a shout out to Stephen over at uh, Nine to Five. Uh, but David Ruddick. Ruddick? Oh, yeah. Um, was it the article that he wrote about – whose phone was going off? That's uh, that would be Sorry about that. Uh, was the article he wrote about uh, the fake news stuff? It's basically clickbait, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because like it says here, actually. exclusive. Yeah. Google Pixel 4 could be a fully customizable modular right phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a patent, guys. It is a diagram. Of something that is conceptual. Yeah. It is the LA Auto Show. It is a concept car you will never drive. Yeah. <laughs> until someone finally decides to actually make it. But you don't know that by looking at the concept car. Yeah, you get 50 years on a patent. Like, of course, you're going to, like, have a cool idea and then patent it because, like, then maybe in 10 years the technology will be there. But That's like, the reason why we have infomercials for freaking crazy products that don't make any sense. Because <laughs> yeah. someone patented it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like... Uh, seen on TV in yeah. China. Yeah. But that kind of led me to some questions I wanted to ask you guys. I mean, we all work for news news organizations, let's say, news websites. Um, the fact that the sensationalism of this article was so blatantly overblown for the sake of clicks. And, let, and mind you, that particular article over at Wait T3, a second, but it was written by David? No, no, no. no, no, no. He David, wrote a reaction article. Yeah, oh, David, good, good, good. David wrote a reaction article to a T3 article. This was the T3 article. Um, well, it's just stay away from BGR and it'll be fun, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Shade. Um, you will not believe what just <laughs> happened to this. So, like, what? yeah, it's just that we we all in some ways think about just a way to get the click onto the news article or onto the YouTube video. YouTube is obviously, like, the reign supreme in terms of clickbait. But... I don't know. I just I just wonder what your guys' reactions are to this type of stuff that is actually happening within deep parts of our industry. Because it's easy to overblow speculations, easy to overblow leaks. And I'm I'm proud to say that, you know, every 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 uh personality and publication that is represented in this podcast right now is not guilty of that. Right. You go for the anti, I'll go for the pro. You're pro. Yeah. Now, I'm going to let you guys do that. That battery's about to die. So keep talking. There's going to be a little bit of darkness on the video. <laughs> sorry, sorry, viewers. But we'll get into well, it. Why, why, why don't we pause it here and start again? Oh, we could do that, too. Yeah. Okay. David, you were just going to about that. You did it. <laughs> you were just about to get into your side of this. Uh, I don't know. I, I I shuddered to actually bring it up, bring this topic up because I know it's like it's yeah. like walking into hot lava in a way. Well, it's, it's a it's a difficult topic. It's a it difficult is. topic, but um, actually, very recently, I don't know if you follow like all the people here and in our club industry thing on Twitter, but. It's actually been kind of a hot discussion recently with a lot of the Android blogger people um, because – specifically because there's sites that have been bringing up things that are that, like creating these sensationalist news hit pieces that are just like so obviously untrue, but it's so obviously tailored to get your click. Mm -hmm. 
and then you read it, and then you're just like, why did I just waste the last ten seconds of my life reading that? Um, obvious, obvi- the obvious things are like there's like a lot of Forbes articles that are written about this, which is kind of sad because Forbes used to be a very notable publication, but they also hire um, for hire people. And this is something that was interesting to me that I thought about <clears throat> recently because uh, Stephen Hall and David Reddick were having this cover- conversation on Twitter. And they were talking about how it's almost like it's almost like a dirty word or like not okay for us to bring up the fact that there's a lot of like fake news in our industry and we just kind of don't talk about it, right? Because like if we do talk about it, it just seems like not okay. But like we should bring that up because like there's a reason that like our industry is like not taken seriously as like legit news because like because there is a lot of like sensationalism and fake news and that's the nature of internet news media obviously like well, you, you made still... the he made the point earlier about J, uh, about um Steve Jobs saying you know that, that we're becoming a nation of bloggers and all that and yeah which i you know i have to say you know uh, sorry to interrupt you no you're yeah. good okay the i just wanted to make the point that i i see a distinction between fake news and clickbait like if you are literally reporting the news then, but in a in a way that you're gonna get clicks, like, but that's the headline. In my right. in my eyes, that's the headline. Is right. the way that you get somebody in. Right. And as long as you're not blatantly, you know, right. making things up, right. Because the the headline for this article could have easily have been Google files patent for potential. Uh, for 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 future modular smartphone, I think the term modular smartphone uh, is enough. But they had to put Google Pixel Four and exclusive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so so this is this is where it gets kind of weird. Like even at the end, they could have said Google Files patent for potential modular smartphone. Could it be the Pixel Four? Yeah, that could have been clickbait. Obviously, um, mm. is that? The worst thing ever? I don't know. Saying it's an exclusive and then saying like okay, if, Pixel if, might have. If they would – listen. <laughs> I thought right. you were talking about right, what, so, what side do you want? All right. Let's, let's read the title. Exclusive. Google Pixel 4 could be a fully customizable modular smartphone. I feel like that's misleading. Also, the – the, 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 what, what's the term for that again? Um, the the – pre. I don't know the term. Anyway, right below it, it says, looks like the missing link between Project Subtext. Aura. Subtext, thank you. Um, looks like the missing link between Project Aura, Aura and Moto Mods. That's all, that's, all, that's all opinion being disguised as news. Yeah, so I don't, I don't feel the title is that misleading. It's not that I'm trying to defend the guy. It's just, okay, if you've got a patent, you're literally a year away from the next variant. Listen, it's not just them. Like, go to almost it, like we we're in a. The problem with our industry is it's funny how much I get comments on the daily where it's like this is rumor now daily. <laughs> oh. But what else are we gonna report yeah, yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, how yeah. many we truly we it's do either like like events w- like, or... like and particularly in in our uh, okay so we don't have this like we don't have uh, venture capital. Nor do we have like this sea of reporters. We don't go to CES with a truck full of reporters and a team. And so the problem, one of the biggest difficulties in the way we cover the news is we're a team of a few people. And as a team of a few people, we don't have that infrastructure 
to do the double checking, you know, the whole journalistic portion of it. Plus, because we don't have an army of people that's going to be reporting the news immediately, there's a slight possibility that you're going to end up catching the news until later. And so what's the thing I tell you guys every time the, the podcast is published? I'm like, that title is not SEO friendly. Oh, and I, and I completely agree with that. That's just like the name of the game when it it's, comes it's, to online And, and so we, t- we kind of didn't create the beast. The beast is called Google. It's wow. called Search. Yeah. And it's called it's, – it's the whole – what's the problem? The problem is that lately ad revenue has – like this is such a big conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ad revenue has dropped significantly and people are not making the same money that they were making. We've, been, yeah. we've seen a couple of publications recently being sold yeah. in and out. Yeah. It's just becoming a common thing. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people are being forced to do pull a BGR, which is you will not believe what happened to this person. And it's like reading the chum box at the end of each article all the time. Yeah. You will not believe the IQ of Donald Trump's son. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. And so it's not that I'm trying to defend them. Yeah. I just feel that the that the root cause of the problem is not lack of ethics. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a very valid point. I think that it's not lack of ethics. I will give you an example. There have been a couple of Fridays where I'm like, it's a patent, and this is like the only hot news, and I'm at cutout, and I need to film the daily. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I don't put that in the title, nor do I, but at some point, I'm like, I kind of like, what's the purpose of me reporting on this? Yeah. If I don't give it an angle that will, to a certain degree, you know, provide any sort of value proposition. That, that's the thing. And so a lot of what we do is interpretation as well. We write yeah. a lot of editorial content that's opinion-based. So I do, I, I do agree. I don't like the whole exclusive part. Yeah. Fine. That one is fine. That's an exclusive to the U.S. patent. Office. Also, that patent was published at the patent office March 31st of last year. <laughs> so had they gotten their hands on oh. this at the time, it could have been like the Pixel 3 is going to be the yeah, modular yeah, phone, yeah, yeah. which I think is a thing. Just jumping into something to create almost something out of nothing is, is my whole thing. I'm an advocate, as you've heard me say back when I was working with you, was that if you, if you can't figure out what's important about this, sometimes that's the story. It is valid enough to say, guys, there's probably nothing here. But it's interesting to look at this diagram yeah, yeah, and see yeah. what could have can been. You, can you read the headline again? Uh, exclusive. Google Pixel 4 could be a fully customizable modular smartphone. Yeah. Literally six so, of those words are unsubstantiated. <laughs> so I think the problem with this headline, though, is that it doesn't even mention the patent. Well, the right. article itself, just not to discredit the actual work that was put into this, as, yeah. as Stephen over at 9to5 said, some serious work was put into making this one patent expound into so many different things that none of us know anything but about. But come on, there's a website called Apple Insider, and that's all it does. Yeah, I'm sure. That's all. Listen, it's just, that's what they do. Like, there are industries built around this, and I love, the, you know, there are certain cases of certain leaks. There are certain, quote-unquote, like, leakers that are famous, and they will literally, they won't type in, uh, this, this product could. No, they were like, this, this phone will, will is, have is this. Yeah. This phone will have that. Yeah. Then there's the other problem. Going back to the topic of where is where is the ethics issue, I mean... There are certain leaks, and we know this. There are certain leaks that are out of the control of companies. There are others that are controlled. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, easily. 
Yeah. There are others that are controlled. And obviously, well, you know, what's going to happen if you get the exclusive? What are you going to do? You're going to choose to say you don't, you won't report it? Right. The biggest problem is our industry, even if, you know, even if there is so much happening very often, there's a good chunk of the year where all we survive on are rumors. Rumors, leaks, right. that's an... And speculation. Is, and speculation. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a very difficult topic. It's just, it's very hard for me to take either side because I understand the publications that are struggling. I, to a certain degree, understand others that have had to turn into more clickbaity. I mean, come on, man. This looks like reality TV to a certain degree. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like MTV today. It's become weird. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's about anything but music. Yeah. And so, come on, man. Once you have a publication like Forbes using clickbaity titles, you realize there's a problem. Yeah. There's a problem in the industry as a whole. Yeah. So I guess what I wanted to get to, and I don't even know if we have, like, substantial answers to this question, but do you have any tips for the discerning reader who might be coming or viewer though i know youtube is kind of the wild west so let's let's <laughs> oh my god let's let's just understand that off from the outset um but the discerning reader who's trying to look for just stuff to read like the things that they should at least be a little bit diligent to do any tips for like things to avoid not really things to avoid but just to stay properly informed rather than just I guess my tip would be don't buy into the hype every single time. Watch the pocket out daily. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, no. I mean, it depends, like, if you like to keep up with the potential and the possibility. Yeah, because I, I understand that you the... You could just wait for the announcement Well, because <laughs> I really didn't care. And that's the thing. Like, I, I've never really prescribed to... I'm not saying that there shouldn't be rumor posts and speculation and leaks and all that stuff. I'm not saying it's a bad thing per se. I just don't prescribe to it. I just, I just choose to let the noise go by me because I would prefer to just get all of the right information or rather, I'm privileged enough to be at those events. So I like to actually enjoy the event rather than sit there and go, I saw all this a week ago. Yeah. I think... I think I have the per well, it's not the perfect Oops. answer. I don't know. I like that. We, <laughs> we have another one, one over here. All right, just pause it. Hmm? No, it's okay. Let's. Do you think you can replace the light? Yeah, yeah. Okay, go. You can. Let's take, take a little break. I'm gonna keep the audio. I'm gonna keep everything recording. Though. Yeah, keep everything recording. Yeah. I have the perfect answer for that. <laughs> when Latinos are like, yeah, but I read it on Facebook. <laughs> It, there's also the uh, the Asian parent conundrum where anything that the parent heard from a relative no. has got to be true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your uncle just told me that um, your uncle just told me that you know there are gangs running around just cutting people's feet off, <laughs> like, and Lord, you know yeah. you're going to be next because for some reason you know like that kind of stuff. Or or my favorite example because I'm living it right now. Um, every one of me and Issa's older relatives wants to get into keto. <laughs> Just because one person that they know said, hey, I did keto and I'm feeling great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to feel great. <laughs> My mom, like, firmly believes in all these, like, old lies that were told to everyone in the 50s. So she, like, thinks that... She, like... You can leave it that high, it's fine. Okay. She, 
She thinks that there is a thing called, like, starvation mode in your body and, like, all this shit where, like, if you don't eat for, like, a day, then your body will start retaining fat oh and stuff. And I told I'm like, Mom, that doesn't exist. And she's like, well, my doctor liked me then, huh? And I'm like, Mom, your doctor did not tell you that. There's no way your doctor ever told you that. Also, right. there is also right. as... I, I just remembered something. This is going to be part of my answer. Okay. Oh, my God, this is going to be so epic. Also, by the way, as a diabetic... I have to say, a lot of the things that uh, a classically trained doctor will tell you is wrong. I forgot what that this could be powered while it's on. Yeah. I thought about that too, but it's okay. All right. I have... A nutritionist... I just need to rant this out real quick. I... A nutritionist once told me, after I was diagnosed with diabetes, that I still had to eat at least 100 carbs a day. Oh, my grams. All right. So I have an answer for grams you. Grams of carbs, yes. I come from a culture, Latin America... Where you will have people come to you and be like, yes, but I read it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, of course. <laughs> so it must be true. <laughs> there are memes that are like, Clearly. oh, it was on Facebook. It must be true. Yeah. Listen, I, all right, we are at a, in a very, the word is not shady, but we're in a very difficult crossroad in time where I used to date somebody. You met her. I think you met her too. I, I used to date somebody who literally diets depending on certain things that she reads from people on Instagram. Oof. Oof. Influencer. From, from influencers. influencers. Powerful, Josh. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. With great like, power comes And I'm great like, okay, so my response is... No comment. My response <laughs> is you can't control... What tip? You can't control the information. All you can be is discerning about the source. Yes. And, like, for example, every single time that I read an article, the first thing that I do is, like, Wikipedia, source, Mm. source. And I go to the source, and I go to the source, and I keep doing that peeling up until I go to the base article, and I see exactly – because every single publication – Yeah, and every single publication, to provide their own twist, will speak of the same thing differently. Yeah. And so my advice is, first of all, remember, it's the internet. Yeah. All right? One – Number two, even facts in certain cases are subjective, all right? Everything is, is set to interpretation. Mm. Um, I mean, so can we can, – I've seen – come on, man. How much time do we follow the iPhone 5 leaks, the teardrop iPhone design, yada, 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 and it was all confirmed, then boom, we got a very different iPhone 5. And then I'm going to give you, as we say in Spanish, the el vuelto, like I'll flip the coin around. Would the iPhone, let's just use one product, would the first generation iPhone have been as popular as it was if it wasn't for a full year of leaks and rumors? About Apple's new crazy device. About Apple's new phone. Yeah. Right. They, these companies need the buzz. Yeah. Even if they don't want to admit it. This is what keeps their product in the spotlight mm-hmm. because they can't launch a phone every day. They can't make news every day. Yeah. So rumors are the best way for them to remain in the spotlight yeah. and for yeah. their brand to be repeated and repeated. They're not politicians, you yeah. know, so there's nothing. There's not news. They can't manufacture a phone every day. So how do you keep people locked into your content? Unless you're some OnePlus. Of, some you of, drop a new color every month. <laughs> it's not. Listen, dude. I think that that's a fabulous strategy. No, yeah. I think it is, actually. <laughs> I think that that is a genius strategy. Yeah. That is the smart way to keep in the spotlight. 
And so I'm not trying to defend everybody. I'm just like we're all adults. Yeah, there, there's a reality to this that we shouldn't have. That, that we can't. We're deny. all adults. Just yeah. because somebody is saying that something is really good on Instagram, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, I will. I will. Ba- I, I. I respect people that have gone through four, five, six years of college to know exactly how to provide me the information, which is the reason why I have so much respect for the Wall Street Journal and for the New York Times and for the Washington Post. Because those, everybody in there studied to be in there. Mm-hmm. That's why they're there. Yeah. You know, so everything else is like, I could be wrong. You know, I love what I do and I'm very passionate about, what, about my line of work. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not an engineer. I know that I get a, I am outclassed by other people that aren't, you know. So that, yeah. I mean, res- respect where respect is due. I still respect where respect is due. Yeah, I and I, I and by the way, another shout out to David and to Steven at your respective websites at um, Android Police and yeah. also at Nine to Five. Good job. Uh, good, good job. Actually, like bringing this up because it's something that deserves to be discussed. And now, for the last small portion of this, I, I actually really like the way that this is all coming together. Um, let's move from when, let's say, I'll use the term a blogger. From when a blogger does this kind of embellishment of the of the of the truth or embellishment of the facts, and uh, when a company does it. So. Oh my God. We got a little bit of five G talk coming. This is illegal. And, <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. just, it's been a long road for AT&T trying to create a 5G network. Uh, so there's, this is, this is the, the equivalency, I feel like, where you have to kind of read a little bit further into a story to really know what the truth is. And Well, that's what they're preying off of. Well, in a way, but AT&T, they were saying that their speeds on the 5G network could get up to 1.5 gigabits. Which is, which is 4G. <laughs> which is still LTE. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, after a fresh round of testing, they have found out that the speeds they've seen in the lab have been brought out to the field. The company announced they had tested a mobile phone uh, a mobile phone form factor on the network. Oh boy, that was the words <laughs> they were used in a field location and recorded a ping of 18 milliseconds and a down of nearly 1.5. In the middle gigabits. of a field with no congestion. <gasps> oh my god! And also, the wow. image below it had the, a file name with the words with the letters MWC tagged on it. So maybe AT&T is going to come to the show and go, "Look what we did!" But everyone hates them right now. Well, they should not come. <laughs> they well, probably the, don't want to show up. The only device that has access to a 5G plus network, though, is a Netgear hotspot. Nice. That's the fine print. Is that a very specifically made product for this very test? Yep. Is what's able to make it happen. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> there are no phones that support it. And also, there is a fine print there that also says. This does not reflect current user experience 5G plus speeds, nice. which are there lower and will vary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There aren't any. It's just like I even like I dedicated a spot on the daily when I when I saw the information. I'm like, no. Yeah. How can you call this 5G? Well, they're being mm-hmm. sued. That's why. And I honestly, I I I never celebrate things like this, yeah. but this time I do. Yeah. Let's let's remind our our listeners and viewers the what the the, the suing is right. happening right now. All right, Sprint, because right? that yes, that is that is coming up next. <laughs> it's funny about this. It's like who uses Sprint, right? But <laughs> but oh, Sprint God. is our hero today. This is like the my shady. Sis- my podcast. sister uses Sprint. <laughs> 
<laughs> so much shit. I know thrown. one person that uses Sprint. I asked them why, and they said, "Because I'm locked into that unlimited plan, baby, and I'm never getting off." And I was like, "My sister, full power to That's why they. That's why they call it going to get bought by T-Mobile, and when they do. <laughs> It'll be better. Well, that's why they call it grandfathered in because you're going to be a grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the time they drop you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, Sprint suing AT&T for the, re- the rebranding. Yeah. What's it even called? The rebranding of their 4G LTE. Dude, I'm sorry. It's misleading. To 5GE. It's yeah, absolutely they, misleading. They, yeah. they should not only be sued by Sprint. They should be sued. They should be fined by the Justice Department and, like, forced to. Like, in Europe... This would not fly. Mm-hmm. Like there are major consumer like laws in Europe that help companies not mislead people. Well, yeah, and okay, so uh, AT&T users in roughly 400 markets are seeing the 5G E icon. I'm in not. Their, oh, you're not. I'm barely okay. getting. Everyone was giving Apple flack because for. Uh, oh, but but that's the worst part. Yeah. So I don't think that the worst part is the AT&T branding. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's being seen on iPhones, which are way, <laughs> way Slower behind. Slower than Qualcomm chips, yeah. Way behind. Because like, they're using Intel modems. Dude, like, they yeah. are way, like, if, yeah. if, if like, at least these, uh, these Snapdragon 845 smartphones are multi-gigabit capable. Yeah, yeah. They are capable of 1.5 gigabits yeah. right now on LTE if there were such a thing as a network that would provide them. Yeah, that Fly to Romania to see something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. Like There are countries that actually provide the yeah, data yeah, yeah. speeds that they sell you. Uh-huh. Estonia. Estonia. Yes. No, there are countries. Whereas here it's fantastic that you get 150 megabits down. But you have to go to a certain area yeah. on a certain street in 57th yeah. to be able to get that. Yeah. It's gonna, it's, it's, if that turned out to be the way that 5G actually rolled out, it would look like when Pokemon Go first came out. Yeah, Everyone's just in one area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So apparently Sprint said that a survey sh- uh, la, la, excuse me. Sprint said a survey showed 54% of AT&T's consumers believed their 5GE network is the same as or better than a 5G network. You know what's weird? <laughs> I didn't think that I would hear people actually talking about regular consumers yeah. actually talking about 5G because we've been going to we've been like working with Qualcomm and going and covering 5G for the last like four years. Yeah. And like finally, 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 it's kind of finally happening. But like, I still didn't think I would hear regular consumers use that word until like 2021. Yeah. And I had, I had two different people ask me last week about 5G and I gave them a little rundown. But one day it's going to sound like the British are coming. 5G is too slow. (laughs) (laughs) One day it's going to sound like the British are coming. Is 5G really coming? Like, yeah. 5G. Tell me about 5G. Yeah. I, and the rest of this uh, quick uh, uh, um, quote off of that story is um, 43% believe that if they, bought, if they buy an AT&T phone today, it would be capable of running 5G. So it's clearly misleading. It's yeah. misleading consumers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 40, 43% is not small. <laughs> yeah, that is not small I mean, that's like telling me that a hybrid is an electric car. <laughs> Truly, LTE is part of the components of 5G, yeah, right? But it's not a fully electric car, right? Yes, yeah. It well, is mostly sub six gigahertz. The the reality of this 1.5 gigabit per second speed um, is that AT&T actually did say that people, their consumers, early consumers using 5G, uh, found that it delivered over millimeter wave spectrum, 
which is called 5G Plus to them. Uh, they've experienced ranges of 200 to 300 megabits per Dude. second. That's all. That's like the lower portion of LTE. Yep, <laughs> it's the lower portion. Yeah, like like. See, that's the thing. You know what the problem is? This is okay. I'm going to use the perfect analogy for this: the New York City subway. <laughs> Everybody in New York says that the subway here is fabulous mm-hmm. because they've never been to Europe. Yeah, yeah, or Japan. They've <laughs> never been. They've ne- they don't realize how bad the subway here is yeah yeah nor do they realize how bad carrier services are and i get it right yeah i get it europe is probably the size of texas and a little more so being able to connect all those countries requires a lot less infrastructure a lot less difficulty so fine I from I've always defended the situation in the United States because it's very difficult for you to provide such great quality service to such a large country. It is difficult. I I have to say that. Mm-hmm. But don't tell me it's 5G. This ain't yeah. helping. Yeah, this is not helping. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Yeah. Don't make it worse. Yeah. And what, even then What the heck is 5G evolution? <laughs> like no, stop. <laughs> Just stop. Even Qualcomm does not go as far as to embellish it like that. No. It's just it's 5G. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be what's next. Yeah. And and guess what? What's next involves a lot of what we're using now. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to make it sound like it's this completely new alien thing. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's uh it's it no matter what, on the broad spectrum there are people, companies, whoever trying to get get those eyeballs in. And mm. I guess in AT&T's case, they actually kind of succeeded, which is the reason why they might deserve to be in big trouble. Yeah. Look, uh, unless you live in a top five major city in the world, you don't need to buy a 5G phone in 2019. Nobody. It's like smartwatches. Yeah. Do you need a smartwatch? No, they're just really cool to have. Yep. Yeah. That's the same thing with 5G. There will come a time where vehicles will be better interconnected, where there will be more IoT. Like right now, it's it's kind of a not a good idea to buy, you know, into a lot of IoT devices that are not 5G compatible because it's when 5G they're kicks just in. About to... They're just about to go obsolete. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I like I, I was like, shoot, I, I really want to buy that new Amazon Echo. Then I was like, no, I'll buy the Echo Dot because it's less Cheap. expensive. Yeah. I'll get similar functionality and, you know, because I don't want to go all out on something that's going to be obsolete in a year. Yeah. I am really enthusiastic over 5G and the capabilities. I mean, we've seen the demos. We've seen everything that it brings. I really want into it. It's just this is like LTE. There are growing pains. It's not immediate. Yeah. It takes time. The good thing is, you know, this is not like LTE to a certain degree. 5G needs to piggyback on LTE for yes. it to exist. Therefore, it makes it a more simpler spectrum than in the case of LTE where it's a completely different thing when compared to CDMA, mm-hmm. uh, GSM, and everything. Like LTE was just completely different. You know, it required a separate antenna, yada, yada, yada. Uh, not not the case here, uh, and I can't wait. Like I can't I can't wait for five G to come, for people that don't want to make the move to remain on LTE, and that will remove congestion from LTE. I'm just gonna say one thing, dear carriers: do not do what you did with HSPA plus, aka four G, with LTE. Have you ever tried four G on AT and T? Not in a long time. That's like one G. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I it's, remember li- that. it's literally if you get even a four- in LA. if you get a 4G icon on your phone, it means you've got nothing. Oof. <laughs> Oof. 
it, it, all of these layers to it. You know, just to just to put some ease in the user's it's like mind. An ogre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that was a pretty pertinent way of putting it down. Like you know, it's LTE was. I felt like LTE was kind of coming in a trickle. All these companies are trying to like shove five G all at once, and it's just not going to work that way. Mm. But we just live in a time where you need to have everything, and you need to be excited all the time. You know, rather than just saying, okay, well, you know, maybe. It's gonna come, hey, guys. It's it's going to come. <laughs> yeah. Just don't. You don't have to buy into all of the hype right now and get misled the way a lot of these people did. Yeah. We'll be doing the same thing in like a couple of years and be like, all right, we're on it. Yeah. We're using it right now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, it's great. I'm I'm streaming every movie right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't wait for six G. <laughs> That's awesome. Twenty forty five. All right. Well, on that note, um, that is it for the weekly. Oh, that's the real way out? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our theme music is Bloom by Minerva, courtesy of a royalty-free license with Argo Fox. You can learn more in this episode's description. Follow our crew on Twitter. Our producer extraordinaire, Jules Wong, who picked all of the stories for this particular episode. Uh, since we were also busy this week, he did a great job of putting it all together. Thank you, dude. Um, yeah. Is at Point Jules. David Immel, I'm going to let you do this because you're the one who made your handle the way it is. Uh, David will tell you where to find him on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, my Twitter is uh, Dervid Immel. It's very complicated. Uh, The guy who, (laughs) I've told the story a million times. The guy who has my name tried to get phones from companies and they shut his account down. But uh, he won't. They won't give it to me. <laughs> so you cannot find me at David ML. You can find me at Dervid ML. D U R V I D I M E L. I love how you might talk to Twitter and be like, "No, I'm the real David Immel. Yeah. Look, I'm verified. I'm verified. <laughs> I'm verified. But you won't give me my name. But then they're like, "But it says Dervid Immel. There's a reason for that. <laughs> gamer tag from high school, dude. <laughs> Jaime is at Jaime underscore Rivera. Because the guy that actually has <laughs> Jaime Rivera has Jaime Rivera on Twitter came over. He wrote me, sent me a DM, and he's like, "Dude, I'll give you the handle if you give me the Instagram one." Oh my god! I'm like, no. What? <laughs> well, the 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 name Joshua Vergara is actually very common, so I'm not surprised that at Joshua Vergara was always taken, no matter where I was, even in the early days of Twitter. I did not have at Joshua Vergara. But I am at JV Tech Tea. You know me, I love tech, and I also love to drink tea. Um, all right, so <laughs> the, the other thing about uh, JV Tech Tea, I actually have another handle on Instagram called B Joshua Vergara. I can't believe that was available. <laughs> <laughs> That's my personal account that I have not used at all. Yeah. Um, because my. You should get another one. Yeah, look for look for we should all get the our names. <laughs> I felt really weird. I really official. <laughs> jo, Joe is a, that Joe Hindi. Yeah, uh, that's a cool one. Yeah, that one's not bad. All right, uh, Pocket Now is at Pocket Now on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube in English and Espanol, where you can find more news on the Pocket Now Daily and Pocket Now Adario every weekday. Catch up on what the weekly is talking about at pocketnow.com/podcast. Also, make sure you make your voices heard by emailing us podcast at pocketnow.com. We'd certainly appreciate your feedback through reviews and ratings on Google, Apple, Spotify, Overcast, or wherever you happen to be streaming us. Because without you, we wouldn't have been able to make this show for your eyes and ears for now seven years straight. 
All right, we'll see you for our post-unpacked show in San Francisco. You're actually going to get some familiarity on next week's show because yes. it's probably going to be the exact same panel. With probably better lighting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know what? Shout shouts out to David's light. It, it definitely came in in the clutch. All right, yeah. so ciao for now. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.